Hi, listeners. Here on Crimes of Passion, we tend to focus on the not-so-happily-ever-after side of love, to put it lightly. So as a special treat, we're mixing things up for a change with a real-life relationship sure to melt your heart. Okay, maybe I'm a little biased because it's my episode with my husband Brett from the wonderful podcast, Our Love Story. Like you, true crime holds a special place in my heart, and that's why I'm so thankful for your support and excited to share another piece of my passion. Hopefully, it brightens your day. And here's something else fun. Our Love Story has also highlighted some of your other favorite podcast hosts in a handful of truly heartwarming episodes. So once you're finished here, be sure to head over to Our Love Story and check them out. Listen free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Lainey Hobbs. I am 33 years old, and I'm originally from Plano, Texas, a small suburb of Dallas, and I host Crimes of Passion on the Parcast Network. My name is Brett Hobbs. I am 31 years old. I guess my hometown would be Wallace, Texas, which is a little town outside of Houston, and I do cybersecurity work here in Dallas. Brett and I have been together about six years, going on seven in total. We've been married around three years. If I had to describe our love story in one word, I would say that it is Gouda. Because it's so cheesy. Welcome to Our Love Story, a Spotify original from Parcast. Every week, a real couple recounts how they met, how they fell in love, and the biggest moments of their relationship. Now, let's hear their love story. Before I met Brett, I really wasn't interested in having a relationship with anybody. I was very casual. And I happened to move back home in 2012 and decided it was time to get back into the dating scene or jump into the dating scene. And I joined a bunch of online apps and I was just casually dating people. And that was it, just kind of having fun. But it wasn't the type of dating that I'd prefer. I think at that time, looking for something a little bit more long term. Before I met Lainey, I would say that my dating life was probably random. I uh, had picked up a few dating apps, kind of like Lainey, here and there, just throwing it out there to see what I could find and if I were going out with friends and stuff, but definitely wasn't into the party scene, so if anything happened, it happened, but it was not much there. Well, I actually met Brett on an app, and it was the day that I was going to delete the app because I was really over dating at this point and was like, you know what, if it happens, it happens. And I happened to get a message from him, and he complimented my cheeks, my face cheeks, (laughs) to be clear. And I was kind of taken aback by that opening, if you will, and started talking with him. He didn't do himself any favors on his dating profile. He had really long red hair and a Batman mask covering half of his face, so... I gave him a chance, and he was really funny. And so we basically met on a dating app, and the kind of from there, we've been together ever since. I think what drew me to Lainey was I do have a very odd sense of humor, I guess, and 
those apps, they can be really hit or miss with, you know, who you get or who you match with. And really just the texting with her flowed so easy. She would text back with me and keep up with my <laughs> weirdness, I guess. And we were just able to have a wonderful conversation for hours and hours all throughout the day, on the weekend, whatever. It was just easy. What initially drew me to Brett during our initial conversations was his humor. And like I said earlier, he didn't do himself any favors with his profile pictures. He was in a bunch of group shots. So I really didn't know which one he was specifically until we started messaging each other. And his sense of humor and the way he would make me laugh kind of right off the bat is what drew me to him. And I was more willing to consider going on a date with him after that. For our first date, we decided to go to a local boba tea place, and we spent probably three or four hours just talking with each other about any and everything. It was, you know, an awesome first date, and there were a couple of things that I wanted to do after the boba tea place, like take her to the park. I didn't realize at the time that she was into true crime as heavily as she was, so unbeknownst to me, she thought that that was, you know, a cue for me to murder her. But, you know, luckily we just wound up staying at the boba tea place for three or four hours and talking. The first date, like Brett mentioned earlier, I had pushed it off two weeks because in my mind he was wanting to take me to the park and murder me. So I just wanted to push that timeline out a little bit more. And when it finally came down to going to the boba tea place and we're going to see each other face to face, of course I was nervous and, you know, hoping that the chemistry that we had via text would match in person. And it did. As soon as I saw him, he looked way better than his (laughs) profile pictures. He was very handsome, very clean cut. And we didn't sit there for three to four hours. We sat there for like five hours because we went there pretty early and we stayed until close. And they basically were kicking us out because we were just sharing so much of our life stories. We realized we had a lot in common. So I usually ask myself during dates if I had to spend the rest of my life with this person right now, if somebody was forcing me to do that, could I do it with him? And typically the answer's always been no, but when I met Brett and, you know, after having a conversation, I was like, yes, for sure I could. Yeah, my first kiss was Lainey. This was right after the Boba Tea Place. We had been talking about music, I believe, before, you know, we finally wrapped up our tea. And I had been telling her about some music that I had been listening to, so I invited her into my car just to have an excuse to hang out with her for a little bit longer and also just kind of share some music with her. And while in the car, while listening to music, it just came over to me. I asked her if I could kiss her, and she said yes, and we had our first kiss. Our first kiss was nerve-wracking for me because I had never really experienced a first kiss, if you will, like that. It was really casual, so when I was dating people, it didn't really make a difference to me, but this is one where I was excited to get kissed and I got butterflies and everything and everything about that whole first date was just wonderful and the kiss was even better. So it was really interesting for Brett and I when we started dating because some really important things happened in my life. Not so great things and then awesome things. So I lost my dog, my very first dog. I had him since he was six months old and he passed away when he was 15 years old. And Brett was the person who was there for me the most. He went with me to the vet so I could say goodbye. 
And he was really just my rock, and he even took care of the cremation expenses. And it was just something that was super thoughtful that I didn't expect somebody I was dating for that short amount of time to take on. And it really meant a lot to me because I think he understood how much my dog meant to me. And he was just there in a way that I never have ever experienced someone being there for me who wasn't my family. And then one of the happier moments was I used to take a birthday trip every year in November. It was kind of my tradition to go somewhere for my birthday to celebrate. And I invited him along, and it was the very first time we would ever be (laughs) together for longer than a weekend and, you know, overnights and things like that. And it was probably one of the best trips we've ever taken together. I think at that point I realized, like, you know what, I could do life with him. Yeah, the trip to Houston was important to me because I've really never gone on a trip or had a long stay with, you know, a girlfriend or an ex or anything like that. So kind of in the same vein that Lainey was talking about, I figured if I could stay with this girl for several days, you know, where there wasn't an easy escape, if you will, and I had to spend the full weekend with her, if I could survive that, not get super annoyed or just feel like a burden or anything like that, if we could have a good time during this trip, I feel like we could go for a long time. So it wouldn't be Brett and I's relationship without a little drama surrounding kind of our most important moments. So the I love you is marred by a memory of my overreaction. So I was hanging out at his house and I got an alert on my phone that there was a tornado warning. And I'm deathly afraid of tornadoes, have been since I was little, even though I've never been in one, never actually seen one. It's just something I'm terrified of. So... I got an alert on my phone and I was like, I have to go home. I have to make sure my dog is okay. I got to make sure my grandma's okay. And I was just freaking out. I have anxiety, so it was pretty much amplified at that time. And I started crying and I was like, I'm sorry, I got to go. And he was just like, okay, it's okay. And gave me a hug and kiss. And I left and I got this text as soon as I got home. I was glued to the news, got everything ready for my tornado shelter in place, which I do every time there's a tornado warning. And I got this text from him that said something along the lines of, I really hate the way you left. I wish I could have been there for you. And I just wanted to let you know that I love you. And I was so shocked. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I can't believe. Mind you, we've been dating for a year at this point. We still refuse to call each other boyfriend and girlfriend. So we weren't even in a label phase of our relationship. And I was like, wow, I can't believe this person like loves me and they're not my family or anything like that. And so it was just something that I looked over at my grandma and I was like, oh my God, he loves me. And she had no idea what I was talking about. <laughs> so, so it was a really great moment for me. The reason I said I love you over text was... Like she said, there was a lot going on. She was really scared and worried, and I knew that she would be preoccupied with getting everything in order to make sure that she was safe, her grandma was safe, her dog. And so I didn't really want to call and interrupt her. Or she was still on the road or doing something. You know, I didn't want to do that. But as soon as she left, the first thing that I could think about was, you know, if something happens to her, I would be devastated. If something does happen, I need to let her know before that happens, I guess, was kind of what was going through my head. And so I just 
had to tell her I love her. So the proposal between Lainey and I, it got off onto a rocky start, to say the least. Just even getting the ring was a huge pain. I had gone to the jewelry store and picked a couple things out. This guy up there, he was super into jewelry design, and so we had this custom design that we were going to make. We had this beautiful ring that we ultimately came up with kind of together, and he assured me that I'd have it in a week, two weeks at most. And this was about a month and a half, probably before the vacation we were planning, which is where I had planned on proposing. I wound up not getting that ring up until the day before we left, and it wasn't even complete. It was basically in pieces, and basically all I could show her once I did propose was a disassembled ring in a box. But ultimately, we went to San Antonio. She really liked hiking in a particular spot in San Antonio. She said it had amazing views, and I, you know, like hiking in general, so I thought, perfect. This is going to be the place. It'll be secluded. I didn't really want to make it a public event. We go to start hiking, and we get to the first spot that's got these great views, but there's a ton of people there. So I'm like, well, like I said, I don't want to do this in a public venue, so we'll just hike a little bit further. And so we finally come to this really long stretch of, you know, covering in the, in the trees and, and this, this hiking trail. And she she's gearing up to start running. And, you know, I look both ways. I see that no one's around us. And I'm like, I got to do it now. Otherwise, this ring is going to burn a hole in my pocket. <laughs> and so I told her, wait, not yet. And then I got down on a knee and said a bunch of words that I don't remember anymore because I was way too nervous to remember what I was supposed to say. And that was it. I was relieved that he had proposed because I had some weird inkling that he was going to do it. And I'm the one who packs us for our trips. So I was packing things up and I was like, hmm, he's not asking to like put anything or handle his packing. And so I was like, okay, well, I guess it's just not going to happen. So the whole five-hour drive to San Antonio, I was just so sad because I didn't have a ring in there. And I was like, I don't know where he could put it. It wouldn't be in the glove box. It'd be too easy. He's not a very good, like, hider of things or keeping things to himself. So I was very, very relieved, like, oh, my gosh, okay, great. He's proposing. But then also, like, where the heck did you have this ring? (laughs) I put them in my shoes. I packed at the very last second a pair of my, what I called, fancy shoes. Told her, hey, I should bring these fancy shoes, you know, if we go to a restaurant or something. And I had the box up inside of those shoes. I just kind of held on to them until the last second where I could slide them in a bag somewhere. So our wedding was very simple. I hate attention, even though I do voiceover and things like that and host shows, it's because I can be by myself doing it. So Brett and I are pretty much the same in that respect. We don't like to draw attention to ourselves. So the idea to elope came up and we were both on board with it. My best friend was living in Philadelphia at the time. And since I was in her wedding, it was really important for me to have her in mind. So we decided to go to Philly and get married in a little wedding chapel there. And we did the honeymoon kind of reverse. We did our week-long trip there to make sure we got the license and everything. And we spent the whole, you know, week exploring the city and hanging out with our friends, drinking lots of wonderful wine, and then had a little bachelor, bachelorette party separately. 
Next day, we get married at the chapel, and it's just the four of us, and it was so perfect and so great. It's exactly who I wanted to celebrate it with because I didn't want the attention. So we got a photographer and went around the city taking pictures after our wedding, and then Brett, ceremoniously, as Brett was prone to do during that time, he split his pants. So we had finished taking pictures. And as soon as we got in the car, you hear this big rip. And I was like, oh, Brett split his pants. So we had to go back home so he could change into jeans. And then we went to our final dinner. You could probably tell by the way that she said, oh, Brett ripped his <laughs> jeans or pants that that was not the first time. Yeah, he did that a lot. He always bought pants and dress pants that didn't actually fit around his bottom half because he has a nice juicy booty, like I like to say. And so he bought pants that were really tight in the thighs, so they didn't give him a lot of room to kind of stretch around. So he would basically come home from work and be like, oh, I ripped these pants. I got to buy some new ones. And then he discovered a wide leg fit and that changed his life. (laughs) And so now he doesn't rip any (laughs) pants. (laughs) The honeymoon was great before I met Lainey. I had never really even been outside of Texas much. Because of her, I've gone to several different states that I probably never would have. Philadelphia, I probably never would have considered that. And honestly, the trip was great. We, as she said, had a bachelor party, which just consisted of us going to a local Philadelphia distillery. Got to drink a lot of good whiskey and stuff. Had my first Philadelphia cheesesteak, real one, I guess. And we just had a good time. What I love the most about Brett, and the list is forever long for me, I love how steady he is. He is my rock literally with everything. He is so, like, the epitome of calm, cool, and collected because I have anxiety and depression, and so I can get amped up a lot. And he is the person I turn to when I want to kind of decompress or put me back into a safe headspace and he's basically just my safety net. I've never had anybody in my life or in my family who has been there for me in the way that Brett has and it's, it's really incredible and I look forward to our life together because I can't imagine it without him and I even when I think about it it makes me cry if I think about a life without him. What I love most about Lainey is she is always thinking about others and me, even when I don't typically think about myself. I can be my complete and unfiltered self around her, and she somehow just perfectly complements that, or she can take my weird zaniness to an even greater level, one that I can't top. So it's always really her caring nature has just kind of blown me away. She can think about or remember something that somebody said years ago and just know that that's something that they like or that they need. And she's just always doing and helping people. And I've never met anybody that just is always so compassionate and giving. I'm probably most excited when looking to the future about, and I think this probably goes for both of us, but we've got a baby coming. And I am currently trying to figure out how I'm going to 
tame both Laney and Mini Laney. I'm hoping she picks up some of, or most of, my personality quirks. So I have that to look forward to. I'm pretty much looking forward to the same things as Brett for our future. I'm due in May of 2021 with a little girl, and I just knew it was going to be a girl because that's just kind of the card that Brett gets dealt, and I knew that it was going to work out in my favor and not necessarily his. So I'm really excited to see how Brett is as a dad. I know that he's going to be a fantastic dad. It's just something that he's told me he's wanted to be. And based upon our upbringings, I know it's something that we find to be really important to make sure that we're present parents with our child. So I'm just super excited to see how he grows into being a dad and seeing our little girl grow up. We had a bet about the gender of the baby and I did not win. And now he has I, poop duty. I have two months worth of poop duty. <laughs> Thanks for listening to our love story. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Parcast and on Twitter at Parcast Network. For more episodes of our love story, follow us on Spotify and check out other Parcast originals, all available on Spotify. Our love story is executive produced by Max Cutler and is a Spotify original from Parcast. It was created by John Cohen. Sound design by Kristen Acevedo with associate sound design by Jamie Ryan. It's produced by John Cohen, Kristen Acevedo, and associate produced by Alex Trigvedotter. Thanks so much for listening to this very special episode of Our Love Story. If you enjoyed it and want to hear more, be sure to follow Our Love Story free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes air every Tuesday, and as an extra special treat, you can hear more behind-the-scenes love connections from some of your other favorite podcast hosts. Just head over to the Spotify original from Parcast, Our Love Story, and listen free today.